Hi there, today I'm speaking to fiddler Ryan Young. Ryan's had an amazing year last year and you're about to hear all about it. If you enjoy these podcasts, why don't you support my patron at patreon.com forward slash Simon Tubier. Hi Ryan, how's it going? Oh, hi Simon, yeah good, how's yourself? Oh, very good, it's a nice Monday morning in Mogai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're a very busy musician, I mean, you were all over the place last year, where were you? Oh yeah, well last year was great actually, it was kind of living the dream really um i was i went to i was in belgium for a bit i was in i did a tour of germany a tour of france i went to finland um ireland and kind of all around the uk as well so it was it was a really kind of a big dream come true that's amazing and uh, anywhere there where was your favorite food my favorite food um was it just one of st- I'm one of these kind of plain people. I would always order the blandest, plainest thing on the menu. <laughs> so it was more. I would say that France. I struggled with the food because they would, they would cook you these things. That everyone else would think was amazing and very kind of posh and stuff like that. But I just, <laughs> if it, if it's not pasta and a plain tomato sauce, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to get on with it. So. <laughs> so no snails? No. Like, it's kind of... Like, I, w- I was in France with Jen, and I think she really liked the food, because it was... Like, I'm, I'm vegetarian and Jen's not, so it was... Some of the places in France, it was kind of, if you're a vegetarian, they don't really know how to deal with you. So I think, like, in one of the gigs, I got this salad that had um, cauliflower mixed with a cheese I think it was it was like lettuce cauliflower cheese and mushrooms or some sort of it was a they'd definitely gone into their kitchen and kind of picked up things (laughs) they thought that would work (laughs) that's funny so when when did you start playing the fiddle um I think it was about nine and it was in primary school um, it was classical violin lessons it was offered in primary school and um, when I was that age I didn't actually know what the difference was between a fiddle and a violin I just knew it was an instrument and it was offered so I, I applied for it and then luckily got chosen and then later down the line I heard Ali Bain playing on the BBC Hogmanay show and then I understood what a fiddle was and then that was kind of really what made me want to play and uh, so who was your first fiddle tutor? Um, my very first fiddle tutor was a lady called Helen Reed Foster. And um, she used to teach us in a group at school. And then I went to group fiddle lessons in, in Helensburgh with a group called the Helensburgh Loman Fiddlers. And it was a, a lady called Ailey Steele that used to teach at that. So they're, they're my first two teachers. And Helen Reed Foster, is she... Related to Pippa Reed Foster. She is. She's Pippa's mum. Ah, see. So music runs in that family too. Yeah. yeah. And was there... Did these organisations give you many opportunities to perform as a young person? Um, well, the Helensburn Loman Fiddlers, they used to do lots of kind of like fiddlers rallies and stuff like that. And they used to always kind of get the, the juniors in to do like a little kind of showcase spot and then... Um, 
the juniors were always encouraged to kind of sit in with the, the older ones and play for the whole rally and stuff like that. So it was kind of my first performance opportunities were really through the Helensburg and Lowland Fiddlers, I'd say. And do you remember the first tune that you really loved? I, I think it was actually the Mason's Apron was the first tune I really loved. Because it was um, the, the lady that used to conduct the Helensburg Fiddlers she gave me a copy of it and said that this is the most popular tune at the moment. And then, I don't know, I just really liked it. <laughs> well, it's a popular tune for so many people. Yeah. Then then I heard Sean Maguire doing his thing with it and it was kind of blown away. So <laughs> So were you in these organisations throughout your teenage years? I, I was maybe for the first half of my teenage years I was. And then I went to the junior rcs the or it was a junior rsmd when i went there which makes me feel old um and then that was kind of where i spent a lot of my kind of musical time really because it was like it's when i was at school there was very few people that actually played traditional music as well you could count them in one hand really and you probably know them all as well ainsley hamill kyle warren and then ailey Steele. Of course. Um, so it was my first kind of chance to play with people my age that also played traditional music was at the RCS, really. Yes, that's been a great organisation for a, for a lot of people, hasn't it? It's just given people a place to go because when I was young, I, I didn't really know anybody. In fact, the person I knew was Marie Fielding. Oh, yeah. And I met Marie when she played at the Christy Lesham's Edinburgh Accordion Club and I never knew there was any other young people that did such a thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so did you when you uh, finished school did you go to the rsamd um yes yeah, so i was actually i was at the rsamd for i, I worked out the other day i was there for nine years because I, I did the juniors and then went straight from the juniors to the, the undergrad and then i went back into the masters as well so it's kind of I was kind of putting off growing up as long as I could. So did you feel the the Royal Scottish Academy of Music and Drama at the RSAMD, did that yeah. help you develop as a musician? Oh, yeah, it definitely did. Um, um, I actually really, really enjoyed the course. Um, so there was just kind of, it was like lots of really kind of focused things. Like we had these like composition classes where we had to, compose obviously and then we had to play the pieces we'd written in concert and stuff like that so and we had to go on tours and things that we had to organize ourselves and then just the the one-to-one lessons were brilliant and the group work classes were great so um it was a very invaluable experience i would say and i would i would love to do it all again (laughs) and uh, and of course well that course you would have had to sing in scots and gaelic um, I did. So um, I was always, well, I, I'm maybe not quite as shy as I used to be, but I'm still fairly shy. But um, when I first went there, I was very, very shy. And um, it was a lady, Anne Nielsen, who was the Scots singing teacher. And uh, she really kind of took me under her wing. And um, I think just being forced to sing solo Scots really boosted my confidence. And I remember Anne always saying that she still remembers he- me coming in and singing for my exam. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but she remembered. <laughs> uh, well, she was a great lady. When would you have finished RSAMD? Oh, 
um, 2009, maybe. Because you had a you had a few years out before you went to do the masters. Is that correct? Yes. So I I finished and then I I went back. So I think it was 2009 I graduated and then I went back maybe two or three years later to a masters. And what point did you record your first solo album? Because that's really when everything started to take off for you. Um, oh, so that that was a uh, 2016 or no 2017, I think it was. Tell me about that album. How did that come about? Um, well, I have some kind of close friends in Wales. Um, it's a a, a retired couple in Wales, and they kind of a they they try and help boost my confidence and stuff like that, and kind of take me under the ring now like a kind of second set of parents so I have my own parents doing all that at home and then I have um another set of parents in Wales that do that really and um they sent a video of me playing in the BBC Young Trad to this a uh, famous a uh, producer engineer guy and um he'd never recorded Scott's fiddle before and was, he really liked my playing apparently um, to the point where he actually flew over to Scotland and recorded my album. So, <laughs> what was his name? Um, so he was a guy. He was he's called Jesse Lewis, and um, I was very very shocked to find out that he's he had won three Grammys, and he's 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 won a fourth now. So he's he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you recorded that album at the Conservatoire as well, didn't you? Yes, yeah, so um, there was a room, well, there is a room in the conservatoire, it's the Agos Opera Suite, and um, I've always kind of loved playing in that room, so I kind of thought, well, why not Why not record in there? And um, through my time at the Junior RCS, um, I'd always kind of dreamt of making a CD with James Ross, and um, that room at the RCS also has the most amazing piano in it, so it was kind of, this is the room to do it in. Oh, fantastic. So James Ross was on the album. Uh, there was a guitar player as well. Yeah, so um, that was uh, Leo Ford. So he, he's a brilliant guitarist too. And what was it you were trying to say with this album? Um, well, well, I kind of... Um, not, not in a bad way, but I think there's a lot of kind of focus on new composition in Scotland, which is brilliant. I think the tunes coming out of Scotland at the moment are second to none really in in my opinion um but i felt there was kind of less people delving into the kind of really really old stuff so um i wanted to make a recording myself just all focused on really really old tunes and what collections were you referencing for this um well there was there was a couple mainly but um i found myself more or less just using the sky collection i used the simon fraser collection too but um, the Sky Collection has been my favourite book for a long time. Um, I remember uh, Alistair McCulloch, who was one of my fiddle tutors at the RCS, he said that if you flip through one of these massive collections and find 20 tunes you like, you're doing well. But with the Sky Collection, there's literally a tune on every page that I like. So. I would agree with that, actually. And every time you uh, uh, flip open one of these books, there's another tune that you might have been yeah. on the same page that you hadn't even thought about before. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're, they're just incredible, these books, really. That Captain Fraser collection is quite interesting, actually. I was speaking to Angus Grant about it, and he said that Simon Fraser probably changed the key a lot of, of a lot of these tunes in that book, because he must have been quite a virtuoso player, because oh, most yeah. of the tunes would have yeah. been in A in that time. Yeah, so there's a lot of kind of E-flat and C-minor and things like that in it. Yeah, and actually it wasn't him that collected them, it was his father and uncle, wasn't it? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, there, there's a there's a tune in there that I'm really fond of. It's called The Pain I've Endured Since Last Year. And I was reading yesterday, actually, that it was a song he heard his, grand, his dad or his grandfather sing. So I, th- I think a lot of the tunes are actually songs, which is really nice. Yes. Now, you mentioned uh, briefly there that the, the Young Trad final. Oh, yeah. What what year was that? Oh gosh, <laughs> um, I think it was two thousand and sixteen, maybe. So all about the kind of the same time. I remember I remember your performance for that because you you performed so well. You played played a beautiful air, and actually the crowd loved you. Oh, oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. So, and from the Young Trad, you got the album. They also, that was the start of the the German tour that you were part of as well, wasn't it? Um, yes, so there's there's a, a lovely lady called Petra Eisenberger who runs an agency called Concert Connections. And um, she kind of had this idea that she could kind of do like a kind of German version of the Young Trad tour. And it was one of the most amazing things I've ever been on in my life. It was kind of, it was like a month, three weeks or a month long of just kind of playing all over Germany to amazing audiences and amazing venues. And yeah, it's just, I would absolutely love to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) So have you got any more recording plans at the moment? Um, Well, myself and Jen Butterworth have um, recorded I think mostly an album, but um, I'm kind of, with all the free time I have at the moment, I'm kind of listening to it too much, really, (laughs) and finding things in it that I shouldn't find. Um, (laughs) It's, um, my my, my favourite fiddle player is uh, Martin Hayes, and um, he said that with an album you never finish it, you just abandon it. So um, I really need to abandon this one and just get it out, really. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's funny yeah. <laughs> and when do you think it'll come out then when, when are you going to abandon this record yeah um, well I had, had kind of hoped it would have been out in March but um, I'm kind of I'm maybe going to aim for September October sort of time that's great and do you have a title for it uh, not really at the moment so um, with with my first CD I was very kind of I definitely wanted it to be called after my name, just as a kind of, it was like a tactical thing, really, and whenever the CD got played, they would have to say my name, because that's what it was called. So um, I'd quite like the CD to be called something that has our names in it, just for that reason, just because it's, it's quite hard to kind of build your name up and stuff, so it's, it's until you're until you're Martin Hayes, I think you need to always have your name getting mentioned. <laughs> And have you thought about the cover? Because, I mean, your mum's a, a fabulous artist and yeah. she designed the cover of the first album, didn't she? 
Uh, yeah, well, I think um, my mum's kindly... Well, I think I'm going to try pair if she'll let me. But um, I think she's going to she's going to paint the cover again which would be this would be lovely really um and my, my first album cover it had a cat on the front of it which is is my cat so i was kind of thinking i'd be very cheesy in the second cd would have two cats and the third one will have three cats and <laughs> yeah so i should get your mum's name's carol Dewar. And yeah. it definitely would be for anyone listening to this podcast to go and look her up because she is a fabulous artist yeah, uh, I think it's www.caroljurt.com. Oh, there fantastic. We <laughs> um, well, that's great. So all these gigs that have been postponed this year, um, have they been uh, repurposed into next year? Um, a good majority of them have. But, um, I was doing, I had some tours lined up that were in smaller venues as well and um, you really feel for these venues at this time because they're kind of unsure whether they're going to be able to reopen after all of this so it's kind of your heart does really go out to these places yes there's a lot of uncertainty yeah and well fingers crossed ryan that it all comes together yeah i hope so but your star is definitely rising so I don't think oh. you'll have to worry about it. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Ryan and Jen Butworth have very kindly given us access to an unheard track. It's called The Skylark Ascension, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. 